0: back, everyone, to another brand new episode of the Define University podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Titus, and I'm so excited to dive in today. So I'm pretty sure I say that every time, but guys, this topic that I am going to be talking about today is probably the topic that is most near and dear to my heart. And ultimately, it is one that I spent decades trying to figure out, (laughs) trying to get it right. right. If you could see me right now, that was in quotes because right is based on our past experiences right right is based on how we define things right is not always what we expect it to be so but so what are we talking about today we're going to talk about how to fill your tank with the right fuel so again we're going to use that word today but really what i mean when i'm using the word right in this capacity is what is best for you in that moment okay so going to unpack some stories. I'm going to tell you guys some of my own personal stories and how I have grown through this concept. But before we jump in, I would love to start our our podcast off today, our episode off today with a card from the uh, affirmators. That word is so difficult for me to say, the affirmators deck. And so I have uh, pulled our card for today and it is the story of my life card. So this is what it says. As I tell myself the story of what's happening in my life, I choose to make it the kind of story where even the tough parts have a sort of inner beauty. It's ultimately a happy story where every character, no matter how wicked, is doing their best. And let me tell you, it'll be worth it when I earn that Pulitzer Prize for best inner monologue. Ooh, I, I don't know about you, but I got chills reading it because I, and I think it so resonates beautifully into what it is. We are all here uh, at Define University, what we're all about. And that truly is creating a life that is your best life. So you're not living someone else's life. You're not living that life that you think, well, one day it will be possible, right? We are making the one day today because we are, we are, we're understanding and we're recognizing that that inner monologue we're having, right? That inner critic and that inner champion, that conversation that they're having within us, that is our story. And and the side, if we choose to listen and believe that that what the inner critic is saying is truthful, then then we're going to miss out. And while it's real, it might feel real and it might be real. It doesn't have to be your truth. You get to define what that truth is by listening to those thoughts, by unpacking those limiting beliefs, and by ultimately filling your tank with what is best for you at any given moment. So how is that for a transition into today's episode? <laughs> love when that happens. So all right, let's dive in. So we're going to talk about it, obviously, today. How, how do we fill our tank? And the first kind of story I want to share with you is um, it's a personal story of mine. I'm going to go all the way back to sixth grade, home and careers. It was I remember going into class and we sat down and there was a cup half filled with water at our tables. And I really hadn't ever heard, you know, to, to some degree, you know, I'm sure i had, but I hadn't really resonated this concept of optimism and pessimism. And we did the activity that day of, you know, the, my teacher asked us, is the cup half full or half empty? And we all got a little index card and we had to write what it was. Well, I was convinced it was half empty. That was the only way to look at this cup. It was half empty. Of course it was. And I remember, as as the teacher then kind of explained, if you picked half full, you're more um, optimist. If you picked half empty, you're more pessimist. Well, I I seem to have missed the word kind of more, and I took it as truth. So that little exercise that I still don't know really kind of the, the point to it now looking back, but it ultimately reaffirmed in that moment what I had felt for years. I just, I now had a label. And we know how dangerous labels can get. And this is an example of that. I labeled myself, my identity was now a pessimistic person. Well, because where was my proof? Well, I saw the half, you know, half empty was the cup and therefore I am this, right? It was who I was. And, you know, again, this isn't the only reason that I believed I was a pessimist. I had a very fixed mindset for most of my life. And so I thought that the way that I was born, the way that I was, was the way that it had to be. I didn't know that there was any other option. And so, you know, I lived with this, again, for years, for decades. Um, when I when things got really tough in my life, I went to things like cutting. You know, when my mom found out about it, I was taken to the doctors, right? After a 15-minute appointment, I was put on medication. And I think it's important to note that I'm not anti-medication. I am for it if it is what's best for you. But I am anti or what I'm anti about is that was the first and really only option that was given to me as a 14-year-old. There was no talk of counseling, no talk of therapy, no talk of anything else. It was simply, here's the script, 15 minutes later, I walked out the door and I started taking this medication. Now, how does this relate to filling your tank, right? Well, I thought that after this medication, I was gonna be filling my tank with the fuel my body needed and I would feel good, I would feel better. Um, I was told I'd be okay. I trusted the doctors. And so I thought that was the fuel my body needed. Well, <laughs> it didn't work, right? And in fact, I had almost the opposite effect. I, I basically went numb. So I no longer had those low emotions, but I also didn't have the high emotions. So the heaviness was gone, but the excitement was gone too. I, I ultimately had no emotion. So I was given another medication and another Until I finally just said, you know, okay, this one's working. It really wasn't, but I was so sick of this, you know, cycle, right? This trying different medications and what it was doing for me. But I thought that's what I was supposed to say. I thought it's what everybody wanted me to hear. And so I did it, right? That was the story I told myself. Again, back to that card we pulled this morning. That was the inner dialogue in my head. That was the story I was telling. This is just the way it is. This is my life. So, you know, I thought that was the fuel that my body needed to be happy and confident. And, you know, so I ultimately, though, I learned to fake it. I learned to fake it for many years. I learned to pretend. And yes, over the years, I did learn some other strategies, right? When I went to college, I started seeing a therapist on my own. Um, I had a couple of friends that had gone. And so I said, you know, maybe that's the missing piece. Maybe that's it. Um, I was able to stop harming myself. And through therapy, I was able to really learn of this codependence phenomenon that I had going on between myself and my mom. And so I was able able to start kind of pulling things apart and starting to put back my life. Um, I was able to wean off the medication, again, not against it, it just wasn't working for me, right? And this is what's so important. When we talk about the right fuel for your body, you are the only one that can identify what that fuel is, all right? I'm going to say that again, when it comes to finding the right fuel for you, you are the only one that can define what that is. So I, I, I do all this. I'm starting to feel a little bit better, but but at the end of the day, I really wasn't loving life. I wasn't loving who I was. I wasn't loving how I was feeling. I wasn't loving anything. And in fact, most days, I really didn't. Um, I might even go to the extent of saying, you know, I really hated it. I dreaded, waking up i dreaded going to work i dreaded you know coming home actually i didn't dread because that was my kind of savior that was my ability to just cry it out most nights um i'd go to bed and this was my life i would repeat this cycle every single day ultimately what happened is i let my tank run dry and i am talking completely dry right everybody around me it's like i was on a on a freeway or a highway you know everybody else is going 80 miles an hour and i'm stranded On the side, right? Maybe even missing a tire or two. I was stuck. And yet I was so surrounded by people that, you know, were getting things done. They were being successful. They were living their best lives. Or so I thought. See, this is where other people's, you know, what we see really can impact us as the humans that we are. I thought that because I felt this way, everybody else was the opposite, right? It was a this or that situation. I didn't realize that other people had struggles. Other people had challenges. Remember, I was still living in this pessimistic viewpoint. I thought this was who I was. This was the identity that I was living by. This is why when you come into containers with Define University or you invest in coaching, you invest in those programs, that is why most of the work we do is a, is on identity and values, because without those two, we will lose sight of who we truly are because we've labeled and defined ourselves by things that truly do not serve us or do not align to who we desire to be. So. I'm going through life, I'm going through you know, college, I started working as a teacher, and you know, many of you have heard this part of the story, but I ultimately got to my own personal rock bottom and I finally said, this isn't working. There has to be an easier way. And that is when everything fell into alignment for me. I've had so many aha moments over the last five years that I've really been purposeful and intentional on my own self love journey. But the one, that, the one that means the most to me, I'm going to share with you now. So I hope you are listening. I hope you are ready because this is key to defining who you are, is realizing that the tank, your tank, isn't supposed to get to fully empty before you can fill it up. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. The tank isn't supposed to go to empty before you fill it up. You can choose to fill up whenever you need it. So be aware of what you need, right? And I know that sounds so simple and yet so complex at the same time. But let's use an example of a car, right? Because this is ultimately where this all came to me. I finally, it like clicked one day as I'm driving, I'm driving home from work and the dreaded gas, you know, light comes on, the reminder, the beep, 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 and then the low fuel. And I remember thinking, man, I'm super grateful for that right? If that, if I didn't have that awareness, I would keep driving and I would be literally stranded on the side of the road because I'd run out of gas from my car. And then I looked down, or so I got gas and I get home and I heard another beep. And this time it was from my phone and it was a text message. And so I looked at it and I realized as I was looking at my phone, I had another warning. I had a 20% battery life left over or 20% battery life left, and I said, Oh, well, that's awesome. I'm super grateful for that. Let me go charge it. Right. And I started wondering what if, we, and my thought was what if we had that kind of warning system? And the very next thought I had is we do, <laughs> we do within us right now. The problem is we are so often in this go, go, go mentality that we don't listen to it or we don't hear it. We don't even notice it. The other piece that I want to use, and again, I'm going to probably go back to this car analogy, but, I think it's really important because, again, you don't have to wait till your car light comes on to fill the tank. You can fill it whenever you want, right? And there's some people that no matter what, it's going to get to empty every time. There's some people that, you know, gets to three quarters full and they're going to fill it up. You might be in between. That's okay, right? But what I do know is maybe my car is three quarters full, but I know I'm going on a long trip. I might choose to go and fill up that, that quarter that's missing. If I'm not, I might say, I got time. I don't need to do it right now, it's okay. The other piece, when we are filling our car, there's choices, right? We've got choices of gas station. We've also, at the pump, there's like three or four types of gas. So knowing what gas is essential for your car is important. Just like if I wanna uh, um, charge, that's the word I'm looking for, if I wanna charge my phone, I've gotta use a charger that works for my phone, that adapts to my phone. Otherwise, I'm gonna plug it in and I'm not gonna get any charge our bodies are exactly the same way. So knowing what fuel your car needs or what battery or charger your phone needs is just like knowing what fuel your body needs. So often we think of fuel as what we put into our bodies, right? such as what we eat or what we drink, and that is a huge part of it. right? If you're putting fake artificial processed foods into you, the energy produced is not gonna be strong. But in addition, to fueling your bodies with water and healthy foods, because I certainly am not a health coach. I am not a nutrition coach. I'm not even going to attempt that. <laughs> but what I do know is I want us to st- consider other parts of us that fuel us, such as the mindset we hold, the thoughts we think, the language we use. <laughs> Does this sound familiar, right? The people we surround ourselves with, the boundaries we hold, the or don't hold even, the standards we live by, These all impact us in one way or another. See, filling our tank with the right fuel means knowing your body and what it means. And all of this anchors to awareness. Awareness is a state of being, right? And being aware is who you really are. So if you're, I'm not going to go too, too much into awareness in this episode, but if you're looking for more on the topic, I highly, highly recommend The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. She also wrote The Secret and the Magic, and it it blew me away in all that I learned about what awareness is. But ultimately, with this with this change, right, with knowing how to fill our tanks, awareness is the first step. Being aware is the step that allows us to understand what is happening in the present moment. And remember, that's all that we really have control over is this moment right now. The future is going to happen and the past has already happened. So where we can change is right here. You see, without awareness, we're often caught off guard. We don't feel as confident in our decisions. Without awareness, we're reacting. We are taking action without having that thought behind it, without having that intentional purpose. Awareness is always around us. It's always there, yet we often see it in the things outside of ourselves, right? We're aware when we need to fill our cars with gas, we know that, we're aware when our phones need to be charged. But again, I think a major reason we're aware of that is because there's warning signs to tell us, right? The gaslight is both a visual and an auditory signal. The cell phone battery, um, at least on my phone, it turns red. And then I also get a notification. So what if we had that same sense for our bodies, for ourselves? And I mentioned before, I'm gonna mention again, the great part of this is we do, but the hard part is we don't often listen. So the feelings, this is where we're going to go. We're going to go in, right? We're going to go to those feelings, which I know is sometimes a topic that people don't want to talk about. Why? Because we've learned from society to push our emotions away, to not listen to them. Well, guys, I am here to tell you, if you want to define who you are, it is taking a look, a deep look at your thoughts and your feelings, because those lead directly to the actions you take and the results that you get. But so often we skip over the feelings. But it's those feelings that provide us with awareness for the energy that's moving throughout our body at any given moment. By gaining awareness of what you're feeling, you can take aligned action with ease, right? We can honor ourselves and pour into ourselves with purpose and intentionality. So you're not just doing things to do them or because somebody else told you you should. You all know what that is. That is should So by taking ownership of this, we get to ensure that we're filling our tanks with exactly what we need. And it starts with being aware. So how do we do that? Here's the easiest way I know to get started. Start to become aware when you notice your emotions shift. Where do you feel the anger? Where do you feel happiness? I was going to say stress and I jumped over. I'm going to go back to that for a second. Where do you feel sadness? The reason I jumped over stress is because I think sometimes. Stress becomes almost our way of being versus an emotion. So I want you to get really crystal clear when you say I'm stressed. First of all, we wanna get rid of the I am with the emotion because you're not the emotion, you are you, right? You're aware and you're noticing that the emotion is happening. So that's kind of an added bonus there. Instead of I am stressed, I am noticing the feeling of overwhelm. Because I'm not sure where to get started first, right? Do you see the difference? One is is basically I, I don't know where to go with it, right? I'm stressed. Okay, where do I? I don't know what to do though with that. I'm over. I'm noticing I'm overwhelmed because I don't know where to start. Well, that gives me a starting point. I got to figure out my first step. I still might not know it, but that's okay, right? So. And and I also skipped over stress because again, I want you to get crystal clear on what is causing the stress. What's the actual emotion? Stress is more of a being. It's more of a global, um, I don't know, just, just a global experience, if you will. And I want you to get crystal clear on what's causing the stress. What's the emotion underneath? Okay. So learning what these emotions feel like within you is key to being aware when your energy starts to shift throughout the day. So many times I hear from educators, I need to protect my energy better. I need an energy shield. I need an energy bubble. I need to protect it. And that's great. But need means you don't have. It's a, it, it comes from a sense of lack. It comes from a sense of scarcity, a degree of scarcity. And I live in the land of abundance. So instead of I need, um, I need an energy shield, how are we going to flip the script? I create an energy shield by doing this, right? I live into my energy shield. I protect my energy shield. Those are coming from a place of abundance. Whenever we are saying, I need, our minds are hearing, I don't yet have. So we want to bring it into this present moment. So your emotions are energy in motion. Remember that, right? So learning to feel the shifts within you is a great first step to ensuring that your tank is as full as possible. So for today, I, I really want us to honor the importance of awareness, right? Because without it, we can't possibly take the aligned action that will fuel us, that will fuel our bodies. But so often we get stuck in this tug of war in our own minds. So maybe here's an example. Maybe it's Friday night, right? You're feeling tired, but you're feeling good, right? I always love to say that, right? Be. Tired does not equal a bad week. Being tired does not equal something went wrong. Being tired, again, it's a state of being. You're tired because you you, it, you um, spent energy. couldn't think of the word. You spent energy, right? So it's not wrong to be tired, but it's often a limiting belief that we tell ourselves. And so it's Friday night. You're tired. You're ready to rest. But a bunch of teachers are going out for dinner and they invite you. You're stuck. You're like, I don't know what to do. Do I go home? Do I go with them, right? You get in this tug of war in our own minds. And here's the thing, there is no one right answer, right? I mentioned that at the very beginning. There is only the aligned answer that's gonna serve you on that day. So here's the thing, only you know on the inside how exhausted you truly are. And it takes a moment to reflect on that. Only you know if if these teacher friends are people that are gonna lift you up or maybe make you feel more down. Only you're going to know the how you're going to feel after eating where they are going, right? Only you're going to know how you're going to be in the morning if you go out late tonight. And there's so many more questions or things we can consider, but hopefully this is making sense. So sometimes the answer is going to be yes. I'd love to go. Thanks so much for inviting me. Let, let's do this. I'm excited. And other times your answer is going to be, you know what, not not tonight, but thank you so much for the invitation. I would love to know next time you guys are going. Either way, you get to decide. And either way, if you're making the decisions from your feelings, it's always going to align to you. Therefore, there's no guilt, there's no FOMO, and there's no wishing. This is about owning your decisions, trusting in your decisions, and getting out there and living your best life. Only you can decide What is living your best life? Okay, so we are talking filling your tank with the right fuel. Okay, so I want to make sure that we hit on productivity because I think sometimes we hear productivity and we get like a bad feeling about it, right? Because sometimes we think hustle mindset, sometimes we think doing all the things, but I want us to think of productivity as simply doing actions or doing things that align to us, right? I, I probably said that word align. I don't even know how many times in this episode, but it's so important. because if you're doing something for somebody else, that's Shouldville. I want you to do it for you. I want you to look in the mirror and what's productive for you. But I think it's really important that we think about productivity through two lenses. I want us to think about it through passive productivity and active productivity. I'm gonna start with active because it's the one that most of us are most familiar with. This is like, this is moving. This is moving your body, doing things, right? This is getting things finished, aligned things, of course. This is not a race to finish your to-do list in 30 minutes, but this is active, meaning you're actively doing things, okay? This is, again, what most people think about when you think about being productive. You're getting things off your list, you're getting things completed, you're feeling good, right? But also know that we get to expand definitions anytime we desire so that they better, you guessed it, align to us. So for a long time, I, I have been working on my active productivity. You guys know I use a to-do list of no more than three things. Anything more than that is a brain dump list. And so those are all, those are all tools and strategies I've used to help me be more productive, but in a peaceful, authentic, intentional way and purposeful way. When I thought of rest, it always felt odd to me that I was thinking about rest as a different category because to me, rest is productive and it, and it will continue to be productive because I'm always intentional about my resting. I rest with intention every day. And so calling it something other than productive felt off. And so this is where passive productivity comes in. This is resting, maybe reading, maybe going for a walk. Now, again, those might also be active to you. You get to decide for me, those are more passive, okay? And so this to me is the productivity that honors you slowing down, that honors you anchoring back into you. So let's do a quick activity. You could either do this now or listen to the whole podcast and then do it at the end. I want you to grab a sheet of paper, my favorite tool, right? I want you to make a T-chart, and on one side, I want you to put active, and on the other side, I want you to put passive. And I want you to think about the last 24 to 48 hours. And I want you to list out as many things as you can think of that you've done into those two charts. So I want you to fill up active and I fill up passive as much as you can. Be honest though. Don't don't say, well, I wish I would have done this or "I, I thought about doing this. No, what did you actually do? So, and then I want you to reflect on your responses. And I want you to come up with three notice statements. So I notice, what do you notice? And three, I wonder statements. This is a great reflective tip when you're looking to bring awareness to you without adding judgment or guilt, right? You're simply just noticing things and you're simply wondering things, okay? You're not trying to come up with a conclusion. You're not trying to make huge life changes. You're bringing awareness to the situation. So now you've finished and I want you to go three days ahead in your calendar. And I want you to write productivity check-in three days from the time you do it the first time. And I want you to do this activity again. And I want you to see what's changed. Now, if all you do is this, if all you do is listen to this podcast, you do this activity and in three days, you do it again, you will automatically strengthen your awareness. But you might be thinking, is anything else actually going to change? And the answer, as as it often is, is maybe. But you're right in that it might not change as much as you are desiring, right? Because you're really not changing any action but that's okay because you're changing your subconscious. You're changing the mindset. You're changing the awareness you have about what is productive and what are you maybe saying is not in your day. But if you do wanna start taking a little bit more aligned action, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna create that same chart. One side's gonna be active and one side's gonna be passive. But this time you're gonna fill it in with examples. You're gonna fill it in with what are some examples of active productivity And what are some examples of passive productivity? And then here's the key, I want you to schedule this into your schedule, right? Into your calendar, because we all know we live lives where we are often go, 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 right? I don't know about you, but I wear many hats, many roles, and that's okay, I love each and every one of them. But if I do not put things in my planner, they don't tend to get done. So I want you to go in and schedule, even just once a day, put AP for active productivity. Maybe if you time block, this would be a great, you could put an active productivity block and then do a passive, PP, passive productivity time block. Start with five minutes, five minutes at a time and build up from there. When I say I rest with intention every day, the number one question I get is how do you possibly do that? And then I often will ask, how long do you think I rest with intention for? And I get answers of, you know, an hour, half a day, you know, these really elaborate and I'm like, no, five minutes, 10 minutes. That's all I need. But it's intentionally pouring into myself so I can keep pouring into others. All right. So we had lots. We covered lots in about 28 minutes. So holy moly, thank you for for sticking with me through all of this. I hope you've taken away really the importance of why filling our tank with the right fuel is important. See, I couldn't really give you an episode that's like, do this to fill your tank. Why? Because it's your tank. (laughs) You are the only one that can do that. But hopefully my goal was to share with you why it's so important to really reflect and, and think about what am I doing to fuel my own tank? Am I waiting till it's empty? Or am I catching it when it's starting to shift? though that awareness is key because without awareness, we're going to run on empty every single time. And I care so deeply about each and every one of you that I don't want you to get to empty. I don't want you to get depleted where you start feeling resentment and guilt and doubt and shame. I don't want that for you. And I really, really hope (laughs) that you don't want that for yourself either. So It's time to take back control. It's time to own your work. It's time to know that you are worthy. And it is time to create and live the story of your life that you are so dang excited about each and every day. All right, this whole episode was about fueling your tank with the right fuel. So my friends, get out there and fuel your bodies with the actions, the thoughts, the language that align most to you. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate being able to share my heart, share my stories, share my part of me with you each and every week on the podcast, whether it's through these solo episodes, whether it's through my guest episodes. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. And I wanna make sure that especially now as I'm seeing more overwhelm, more frustration, more defeat from educators than I think I ever have, I would love for you if you would share this out with your educator friends, tag me in it so we can share the message and we can get more educators to start defining who they are from the inside out so they too can live a life of purpose and passion inside and outside of the classroom every chance they can. You guys, I am so appreciative and grateful for each and every one of you. Hope you have an amazing week. I will see you same time, same place right here on the podcast. Until then, keep on loving who you are, trusting who you are, owning who you are. They will help you define who you are each and every day. You guys have an amazing week. I'll talk to you soon.